I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and First Nation people of the land on which this podcast has been recorded. For me in Melbourne, Nam, Australia, it's the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I'd like to recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and communities and pay my respect to their culture, elders, past, present and emerging. Hey gorgeous, are you ready to turn on the light switch of your soul and live an authentic, radiant and unapologetically pleasure-filled life? I'm Penny Vandersloos, I'm a pleasure activist and adventurer, feminine empowerment coach and a conscious creatrix and connector. I'm also a wife and mother of two teens and host of this podcast, Turned On, Wild, Free and Sexy in Your Midlife. Welcome. Womanjika, to this episode on feeling sexy at any age. Today, I'm really excited to share this space with Juliet Sharp, who's the creatrix of the Realm of the Divine Huntress School of Sensuality. She is passionate about guiding women in their sensual journey and rediscovering their feminine power. And in her programs, Body in Power, she focuses on the power of movement, dance, and radical self-acceptance. Welcome, Juliet. Thank you, Penny. So excited to be here. I would love you to introduce yourself with your stage name too. You're also known as? I'm also known as Madam Juju. Yes. Probably more it. known as Madam Juju than Juliet, but <laughs> Juliet's my my birth name and I do love that because it's very whimsical and romantic but Madam Juju is a whole nother what is turned on living for you why do you think it's important women in their midlife feel turned on Mm, so important such a great question I I guess a little bit of my story to understand why I'm so passionate about about this and as a young woman, we're all conditioned into believing our worth is in who we marry and how many how many children you have or how successful your children are is a direct reflection on you and how good of a parent you are. And I um, was on that path. I was married. We bought a house. And then I fell off a ladder and completely severed my foot off my leg. It was no longer attached. My dog brought it back and dropped it in my lap. And I was all of a sudden in a situation where my whole life completely turned upside down. It was 15 surgeries, three years of healing, bedridden. I lost, completely lost the woman in me. And to top it off, my marriage fell apart. Um, so you can imagine like how low I was pretty low, um, always positive, but didn't know who I was anymore because I couldn't, I couldn't nurture my relationship because I was busy healing myself or it, it was just a really, really tough time 
Understandable. So when my marriage fell apart, I decided, hmm, how do you see how what are you gonna do? Your whole life is opened up. And I said, I want to perform again. So I became, I want to learn pole and I want to become a pole star. And I sold my wedding ring and went to Key West and went to pole dance camp. And that's where it all began. And then I started teaching um, sensuality empowerment because when I first touched that pole, I was so free. I became feminine again. It like gave me permission to access some deeper parts of me that were dormant for a long time. And I thought I wasn't entitled to those things anymore because I'm getting older or you're broken now. (laughs) All these things, because as women were praised for being and how beautiful we are, how young we stay. And I just wanted to break those, those conditions for women that feel trapped, trapped in, You could be trapped in a relationship, in a job, um, in your life, just stuck because because your sensuality is stuck because we're we're taught to suppress it. And I just don't want to see some women suppressed anymore. And I want women all over the world feel beautiful at all ages, sexy, that empowered feeling that you have when you really embrace your sensuality. And that's what dance gave me. It saved it saved my life. It saved, it, it brought back even stronger that it's, it's my birthright. My sensuality is my birthright to be free and wild and untamed. Mm. So I'm hearing that for you and what you're inviting us as listeners to consider is turned on's always inside of us. And it's, potentially laying dormant or it hasn't been accessed and for you dance and pole dancing has given you access to that so I'm wondering for women who haven't got a background in dance or who haven't had a positive experience in dance like you did in your youth what's the what have you noticed with women that you work with who may never have tried it or I think for me there's definitely a stigma around pole dancing that's sort of like something strip strippers do or it's in a men's club it's sort of a bit um well it's only sexy or underground not for your (laughs) own purpose so Yes. Correct. Yes. This is not for the pleasure of the male gaze. This is to access your feminine power. And and when I help women through that breakthrough of the stigma, this teaching a woman that for the first time came to pole class and she was very masculine. She was a good little man. <laughs> but she she has to be because of of her job, of her career in the corporate world, in that setting, she has to be very masculine at work to get anywhere. And then she doesn't, she has forgotten how to step into her feminine. And because it becomes uncomfortable because that, that gets thrown to the wayside. Does that make sense? But, but, um, but if you, it's movement, to me, movement is the key. And it doesn't have, have to be with pole you can do it in your living room with just tapping into you know washing your day away with some movement practices to really 
I call it shutting my brain down in, in getting into my body because getting into my body, whether I'm on the floor and I'm just swaying around and listening to my favorite song, or if I'm rowdy and I'm just feeling like I need to shake my hair and let it all out, it's movement. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be choreographed or professional. From my experience um, with dance as a young girl was there was ballet dance or jazz ballet or some sort of class and you would be good at it. You would learn the moves or you would look on a stage, you know, professional in some way or you were, you were being trained instead of this free, I think my most favourite experience was creative dance, but that gets sort of shut down as you go through your teens and, and into adulthood. But what you're inviting women to do is to tap into movement, whatever that looks like, however that feels. What have you noticed is so important about our sensuality and our sexuality being expressed that then flows into other parts of our lives? So maybe we start with what do you define as sexy? Because you've referred to it, you know, you feel sexy when you move and for some people that may mean different things. So can you tell us a little bit about what you think sexy is and how we can tap into that? Yeah, well, non-movement things, like self-care makes me feel sexy when I'm taking care of myself, whether that's going to the hot springs and doing my hot cold therapy, I feel really like amazing after that, right? So feeling sexy is an inside job. It's how we speak to ourselves. It, it's, it's being soft in those hard places that feels sexy softening um really for yourself i'm hearing too so it's this is a a feeling that you have it's not a um a word that's an act of being yeah correct it's not an act of being it's it 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 grows inside of you and then shines out of every pore and, and people cannot help but be drawn to that because they're like, ooh, what is, what is she, what does she have? What is that? People pick up on confidence and setting boundaries that are non-negotiable for me, those make me feel super powerful, which then I feel super sexy. Mm, I love that you're sort of highlighting how important owning yourself, being yourself is actually the access to being sexy. So it's not, it's not a sexy lingerie or lipstick or a type of dance movement necessarily. I mean, they can definitely be something that you feel enhance it, but it's, it's an actual. Those are adornments, right? I mean, the movement's super important for your body and your mind, but yeah, the lipstick and the clothing, those are adornments. Adorn yourself for sure but right it comes from within from really giving yourself permission to not be perfect (laughs) yeah and I think sexy's got complicated for women because we've been sexualized so there's some threat that comes from getting too much unwanted attention or even you know in particular ages it's inappropriate to be sexy so young girls are being sort of 
wearing the clothing that maybe people feel is inappropriate for their age. And then equally the same for older women. Women are told you shouldn't wear that, your mutton dressed as lamb. And how do we reclaim what feels right for us? Any tips? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. <laughs> that's like my whole purpose. I want to solve that very same thing. Yeah. Um yeah, because I have nieces that from so from going from young to to older because I feel like in the middle is we feel like is our prime. Like this is when you gotta get a man. And, you know, you're told this is when you before it's too late, or you know, that it goes back to not being enough and being too much that we're constantly trying to find, you know, you better hurry up before you're too old. Oh, you better wait because you're too young. So when I teach my nieces in the power, uh, I, I <laughs> this is kind of cute. I just realized, but I like with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> That's how I start out with my nieces. This is not to use against boys or other people. This is for you to nurture. I'm getting goosebumps to nurture your feminine power. So when things are approached to you that you know are wrong, that do not feel right to you, you have the power to say no and stop it. You own your body, not anyone else. Mm. And in the power of them knowing that they are women, to, that they're turning into women, that they're, they're not being shamed. Like they're not shamed of those puberty thinking of having a boyfriend because they want to have sex now you know that whole stage of going into womanhood and they're so shut down like you were saying but being able to identify their their own sensuality as a young woman gives them the power to say no if that makes sense to like to um to say when we speak up See, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, it's almost like when we, you're not going to treat me that way. <laughs> we allow ourselves to experience our sensuality and our sexuality. We're actually more powerful, and the it's clearer to other people where our boundaries lie. So it's like if yes. we allow our young girls to know what it feels like to be in their bodies and love their bodies and understand their bodies, they're more likely to make choices. They're less likely to be shamed into doing things they don't want to do. Exactly. Yeah. And which is really important for me to pass on to them. And then for older women, I'm like, this is me. I'm 53. And I want to show older women that you don't have to adapt this ideology that ages and that we're aged out at 45 (laughs) or 50 even menopause means you're like you know thoughts come up saying where's my words I'm not I'm not able to give children anymore see and I'm not married now and nor do I have children so there was a lot of things that came up conditioning that came up for me that was like oh who wants me now it's I'm 53 (laughs) those are so untrue they're they're not correct However, the reality is that is something we're judged by. It's in our media and it's in, yeah, so naturally 
women in this midlife do question how can I be sexy that's why I want to do a whole movement in modeling dancing up until you're 100 years old (laughs) you know just imagine all these women that are older and it's like all these opportunities come up for them you don't have to model and dance but show the world that wow look she's doing something great I didn't know I could do something great I kind of want to do something great what do you know it re-inspires women to this age of wisdom the second half of our lives right and just we have better boundaries <laughs> um we also more have peace. more energy don't we like there's this opportunity when we don't have that cycle in our life the menstrual cycle that creates our focus on reproduction this is now an opportunity for us to be more creative and more in so our you say that yeah. yeah I feel like that's where I'm at I'm, a, I'm I'm not in a relationship and I'm really okay with that right like I'm super happy in my life it's peaceful but my hormones have definitely changed because I'm definitely menopause now I've gone a year without my period so menopause I'm like my heart and I'm like oh my hormones are not taking over this is freeing. There's not much written on information out there for women at this stage either. And like, like we're, we're paving the way to show women that you can still be beautiful and young and vibrant in, in midlife. So what if someone's listening and thinking, yeah, that's all well and good. You've obviously worked yourself into a place where you're comfortable, but I'm still uncomfortable. There's still aspects of my body that I'm not happy with or my life in relationship with others. You know, what sort of suggestions would you have for someone listening to not kind of switch off and still keep this part of their life as a possibility of creating it for themselves, particularly as you've been there, like you've gone through that. I would definitely say finding like a movement coach, somebody that can help you build a practice that you can use every day, the support, the the support of other sisters, another, a group of women that are know exactly how you're feeling and know what you're going through. That support can really pull you through some really tough constraints, right? Like maybe I want to go because I think every woman wants to explore that they're either just shamed down so deep they, they can't move or they're just too afraid of it because of judgment that like you were just saying that you're also getting judged for it you know um but in a safe container wow you know with with um a mentor that can help you keep on track with that practice because it takes practice just, just like any new habit or, um, um, or change. Um, yeah. And I guess the other one was, you know, support, finding that sisterhood support. Which I think is so important. I mean, it's definitely been a game changer for me when I found me too. Um, sisters and sought out women who were prepared to rewrite this conditioning and then also support each other recognizing that you don't always get that messaging outside yeah the community we live in doesn't necessarily 
subscribe to this way of thinking yet. So it's like, okay, if I can at least surround myself with sisters who celebrate each other, aren't judging and comparing each other. And I guess we're definitely aligned on that being a really critical part of this um, part of our lives. You know, it's, it's foundational. It's definitely something that you can seek out. Definitely something you can seek out. And, and, and it's like thinking of it, like, this is how I think of it is I find my sisters that, and I imagine us all in a pool lounging in our bathing suits catching some sun rays, having a tropical cocktail or or non-tropical cocktail, whatever tea, whatever feels good to you. And, and you're just breathing in the moment and the energy around your sisters and you feel protected, you feel like you belong. And you, and you feel inspired by that. You, you know you're not alone because so often we just feel like we're doing everything alone. Which is interesting because when you painted that picture, it sounds del- like delicious. But one of the things that comes up, because I've had it when I've invited women to come together in quite sensual experiences, this is too, too much like we're crossing a different boundary, a sexual boundary. And I think it's about us also understanding that you can have beautiful feminine connection and intimacy with women and it doesn't have to be you're in love with them and you don't have to or sexual or sexual or change your relationship with any other partner it can be yeah so we've been sort of taught that that's potentially wrong or damaging and then there's that competition between women so we're yeah I think it's a really key part of reclaiming your sexy and sensual part of your life is really understanding women aren't there to threaten you to challenge you um and if they are to to seek out ones that will support you that are more aligned right with right and I think that's where better boundaries come in um I've had friends recently that were longtime friends that I don't know if I've outgrown them or they're just but um, I've had to let them go <laughs> and uh, because my boundaries have changed and that felt very it was sad to let that friendship go but it was it was very I, I knew it was the right thing for myself to protect myself to because I have this because the mentorship that I've been going through in the last three years and meeting amazing women like yourself that I've connected with. That's where the work comes in is breaking those, those conditioned thoughts that are so deep that they think that that's just how they, they think that's, this is who I am. But no, it's really, let me show you what empowering us together is like. And then you go home and, and your whole life changes, but, um, I think you're totally, it's a hard place to get people to cross over because fear steps in fear. Of, okay. So I'll, I'll use an example of when I, when I knew my relationship was really like, it was not going to survive. I suggested therapy. I said, let's go to therapy together. I was terrified it was going to end my relationship and it did. 
Mm. I went, we went to therapy and that was it. He was gone after that. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't therapy that did it. It was his unwillingness to work on our marriage and having somebody else help us put the broken pieces, figuring it out. He just was like, not going to go mm-hmm. in, into that. So he left instead of staying and working on it. So did therapy ruin it? No, there, but he wasn't open to it. That almost like um, highlighted what needed to be attended to. Yeah. And I think that might stop a lot of women. What if it changes too drastically and I can't, that's too scary for me. You know, like how do you give women the empowerment, the power to, you know, to self-trust that you will be okay and you deserve the best life you could possibly imagine and you can have it. It's definitely something I think in our midlife because we've acquired all these experiences and we get to a point where either it feels like something needs to shift or there's some changes coming, like some freedom that comes from children growing up or a need to change a career or, um, yeah, lifestyle health changes can, can, can be a catalyst. But I guess it's also recognizing that sometimes, like you've suggested, you need to let go of something in order to allow something new to come through. And you know, letting go can be scary. Living anything has pain. And I guess, you know, in, in terms of being turned on and living a, a sexy, sensual life is it's not going to be easy. Like we've got to at least address that, that life is not about right. all roses and happiness in every moment, but it feels exhilarating and you feel alive and energized because you are living what, what you get. You, you, you're experiencing it all and challenging it all. And, and I think you've, you know, sort of illustrated that it does create some cost but there's always the benefits that come from that as well. And I think what you were saying, yeah. it's all from within, like this part of ourselves that's sensual and sexy hasn't necessarily been allowed to thrive and express itself. So when you do it, that it will challenge some people. There will be people in your life who are like, that's too much. You're not like that. And so that's for you to sort of. And un- then you retract because you start to listen oh maybe I'm too like oh I better you know I better tame it down I don't to make them more comfortable rather than you be yourself and it's it's their problem to be uncomfortable it's not your worry for them to be comfortable maybe they need to be a little uncomfortable (laughs) things to change right Mm-hmm. And I guess we're suggesting too that there's little baby steps that you can be taking. You don't have to do anything radical and blow up your life overnight, but you can be allowing that this little flame inside of you to start lighting up and then noticing what comes up and guiding yourself to either coaches or mentors or right. groups of women. Because things will come up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have that support going, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm feeling the old patterns coming in again. <laughs> and my flight or flight is 
being triggered. Yeah, it's so amazing to have that mentorship and that support to really understand where your triggers are even. Um, because when I started learning my triggers, I started understanding them better, bringing them into the light, understanding them better, uh, making them a making them a part of me. Like I call it sipping tea with my demons. <laughs> yeah, not being afraid of them. And like we're saying, pain's not a bad thing. Pain's an invitation yeah. to learn more about yourself and by hiding it away. And often we've hidden it in our body too, which is why we feel uncomfortable moving our body because our bodies become this dumping ground of and discomfort and we've numbed it out through all sorts of experiences and products and things that, um, yeah. So Juliet, I'd love you to share maybe some tips that you have that someone listening now could even just play with and experience some sexy, sensual moments wherever they are. <laughs> yes. Uh, you could be in a hotel room. You could be at home. Um, I think it's really important to um, ask for some time that is your time. Even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half hour. You know, as women, we feel like we don't have time. So, but asking for time is a really powerful ask. I need five minutes, take the kids. I just, I need to be with myself. And, and you take a space. One of my favorites is smells, doing essential oils. Smells can really trigger emotions, like feel-good emotions. It, you know, have you ever thought about, a, oh, spring is here, I smell it in the air, and then all of a sudden you feel hopeful. It's a very strong smell. Seasons are changing. Um, yeah, The others are like, putting on something that feels good on your skin mm -hmm. and it could be something soft like a big fluffy blanket <laughs> or it can be a nice silky shirt um for me it's usually very silky robes or um I love vintage nightgowns those make me feel so beautiful <laughs> just love and and I've imagined myself that way since I was a little girl just flowing around in wherever I was living in my vintage nightgowns. Um, but, and my favorite is eat, eating well too. It might seem like you've never thought of that before. You probably haven't thought of that before, but your gut health is super important for your mindset. So treating your gut health like it's your baby is like does amazing things for your your mental health your your physical health and your hormonal health as we age so nutrition i think would be another like really making that a a ritual with all of them are they are prioritizing yourself so giving yourself time introducing those senses that you love so whether it's the flowers or the essential oils or the the bath oil that you might use when you're in the bath the or... chocolate have the chocolate ladies 
but yeah, it's, it's giving yourself permission to put on the clothing that maybe you only ever put on on special occasions because it feels good, but why not put it on in those moments and notice how it makes you feel? Um, yeah. Right. And you build your hero shield where shame can't come in. Judgment can't come in. You, you do a little practice and you're like, okay, those things aren't, I see you, but you're not coming in here. This is for me and in my body right now. Oh, well, just I like get hero shield. Yeah, yes. it's like your Wonder Woman, like put on the adornments, the clothing, right. the um, elements that allow you to feel you're in your power. And then, yeah, you can take what, what you get after that. <laughs> Exactly. And smell, I use lip, eucalyptus in my shower every day. Like I, I do a hot and I do the eucalyptus and then I do a little conscious intentional thinking and, and then I switch it to really cold and I end the shower really cold and then I'm big, I feel youthful and awake and clear and my purpose is 100% right there like woo let's go I and some people will be like I can't do the cold and it took me time to get used to it but now I'm like totally hooked on the hot cold therapy it does so many wonderful things for your body so and your mind so many wonderful things you're actually and in menopause I feel like it's helping with my you know my because I'm using the heat triggers your body into adjusting which keeps your hypothalamus kind of in shape and that's really important for women as we age. Mm, interesting. Little, little tidbit secret there. Oh, really cool. I do also love ending a shower with cold. And it's interesting because I love carrying a hot water bottle around and I love the warmth and it makes you feel cozy and um, comfortable. But equally, this element of cold kind of shocks you and wakes you up it's kind of so invigorating and regardless of what time of year it is I encourage you to explore that absolutely it's wonderful I'm gonna do my retreat and that's what I'm gonna have that's gonna be centered around hot cold therapy while we're performing and and see how much more alive you become like especially performing you know it's just like we're doing self-care around the show. So, and that just raised the vibration. Awesome. So perhaps you could share with us, yeah, how women can get involved with what you're doing, particularly if they're from the other side of the world. Like how can people connect with you, perhaps get involved or try dance in this sort of divine huntress school of sensuality that you have yes I would love for you to join our free private Facebook group the divine the realm of the divine huntress connecting your sensuality through dance and um we can put the link here oh. for you if, you if you need to easy click and join and I invite anyone who would love to come over and just check it out and I I have weekly lives where we have a little um movement mindset breakthroughs little half hour um 
discussion and then we dance and we really set an intention for our desires every Monday at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So you can come in, get loved up on. Um, and, and it's a really wonderful Port's wonderful over there, and I really love building that community that women can safely come over and feel safe to discuss some things that they might not feel safe talking about in, in other areas of their life and, and really get an understanding and that support and dance and have fun. And I love, I've tried out, you had a challenge, and I know you're going to be running those over um, several months, but an opportunity to try sensual dance there was a bit of chair dancing which I hadn't done before but Juliet's you know encouraging and it's a lot of fun but equally it allows you to expand your edges and try things that you wouldn't necessarily know I love hearing that thank you for telling me that because that's spot on but you know like I want to encourage women to explore not force them to be something they don't feel like they're not feeling, but it, it's really about tapping into our root chakra and spreading that up and just like, Ooh, I'm, I'm a phoenix now. <laughs> this agelessness, like why can't we start now? Of course we can. Like it doesn't matter if right. you've never done it before. Never tried chair dancing before, but Juliet gave me permission to do it. So if that's something you thought, hang on, I've never done it, tick it off your bucket list, have a go. Um, and then maybe, you know, realize that that's something you can do in your own space for yourself. You don't need partners. You don't need permission from anyone All else. All for you. <laughs> All for you. I love that. I'm, yeah, excited to see if we can, you know, build this movement globally of women reclaiming their feminine, their sensuality and sexuality, regardless of age, at all ages. That's why we were brought together, Penny. <laughs> I totally believe that. I love it. It makes me so happy to have met you and gotten to know you and be part of this whole movement because I feel like I'm even more on a, my purpose path because you're also on the same path and I'm not alone. <laughs> no, baby. <laughs> some of those suggestions you had for getting turned on were some of them that I've got in my 10 tips for turn on. So if you're interested in getting those, you can go to my website, pennyvandersloose.com. Um, and then the, yeah, the option to sign up for those 10 tips is there. Because they are things that you can be doing and weaving into your everyday. They don't necessarily require you to change everything about your life at once, but they can be woven in. And what's one thing you'd love women listening to know about their midlife that, you know, you just wish everyone knew? That you can be young and sexy at all ages every age you can you can find your youth your vibrancy and your radiance and live the best life that you never thought you could possibly live that's just the ultimate the ultimate and i would love to to see every woman shining (laughs) so it's up to you i hope our conversation has inspired you given you some ideas and inspiration 
um, connect with Juliet, get my 10 tips. There's plenty of options out there for you. We've both got communities. They're um, great tips too. Yeah. I even use them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you for listening. If you got something and you'd like to share it with people in your community or you know someone who'd love to listen, please pass on the details of this episode to them and rate and review it so that more women can find their sexy sensual self in midlife feel turned on um yeah we're here for you born <laughs> to be wild born to wild. enjoy your wild free and sexy midlife and um we will connect with you soon let's keep connected follow me on social media facebook or instagram at penny van der Sluis, or register for my emails or check me out on my website pennyvandersluice.com p-e-n-n-y-v-a-n-d-e-r-s-l-u-i-s